You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. 20 years ago, we thought we were training too many physicians. One generation later, it looks like there's a looming shortage. What's going on? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer for Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that drives better treatments to patients through repurposing generic drugs for new uses. And my guest on ReachMD is Douglas Laub. Doug is an attorney who has managed healthcare resources for 25 years and was recently CEO of the Bonefees Blood Bank Foundation in Denver and is very involved in discussions surrounding the development of new medical schools. Doug and I are discussing training more medical students to overcome the possibility of a future shortage of physicians in the U.S. Doug, welcome to ReachMD. Thanks, Bruce. You know, Doug, it was assumed in the 1980s that there was going to be a glut of doctors in the U.S. What's the status now? Well, Bruce, it was assumed that way. The uh, roaring 60s and 70s, there was a great increase in the number of prospective doctors uh, enrolling in the United States medical schools. And then in the 1980s, things started to change, and essentially the enrollment in U.S. medical schools has remained flat from 1980 to the year 2005. But while that's been going on, we know that the U.S. population has been growing and aging significantly. In fact, the number of elderly in the United States will double by the year 2030. And with this enrollment being flat, actually the U.S. first-year medical doctor enrollment has dropped in the per 100,000 population. The other thing that's going on is that there's a rising demand for health care because doctor visits are sharply higher for those who are over 65 and the number of patients that are age 65 and older, you know, typically average six to seven visits per year compared to two or four visits annually for those under 65. And as that population segment increases, the demand for health care is going to be significant. Another thing that's going on, Bruce, that's changed is that uh, the actual physician workforce is aging very significantly. So the number of physicians that are going to retire out of the system is really going to accelerate significantly in the next 15 years. For example, in the year 2005, approximately 4,000 physicians of the 850,000 retired. It's anticipated that by the year 2012, that's just five years from now, Bruce, there will be as many as 23,000 physicians retiring. So the demographic of the physician group themselves is changing. We know that even the demographics of physicians with more women in the physician workforce, in, in 1980, it was 10% of the workforce was female. Today, it's just about 50% which says great things for the advancement of all minorities in in the U.S. physician workforce, but it also points to the fact that since women are likely to work fewer hours than men, that the number of hours being worked by physicians is changing and is fewer. And there's even uh, indication, Bruce, that future physicians are planning to work fewer hours than their predecessors did. For one reason, there may be less money in the practice, For another, it just seems to be what they're reporting to us. So you've got all those factors going on in what looked like a boom in the 80s 
a glut is turning now into a significant shortage. So if we have a general shortage in docs, do we have any specific shortages? Are we missing generalists or failing to train them? Or are there any specialties that have a looming crisis? Well, you did hit it on the head. In terms of primary care physicians, that's the one area where almost everyone agrees. The various commissions that study workforce uh, in the physician area agree that primary care physicians are going to be a shortage. Now, we all know that we've had that problem in rural areas in the United States for the past several decades. And that's a different issue because the distribution of docs around the country is a whole separate subject. But in terms of specialties, there's controversy, but we do know several things. We know that at least 12 states right now are reporting either a shortage already or an imminent shortage of docs in their state, mostly in the southeast and in the rapidly growing west. And we also know that there are about a dozen subspecialties that themselves are reporting some sort of shortage, either immediately or imminently. And there's some debate about which ones and where the shortages are, but we know that the subspecialties themselves are concerned about it. You are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bruce Bloom, President Chief Operating Officer of Partnership for Cures, and I am speaking with attorney Doug Laub, discussing the potential shortage of physicians in the United States and the prospect for new medical schools in the U.S. What are the existing medical schools doing to ameliorate any of these potential shortages? Well, Bruce, you know, you would think that it would be relatively easy to go ahead and just increase capacity at the existing 125 U.S. medical schools. In fact, it's not so easy. Well, there are a number of reasons being cited by the the schools themselves. They talk about barriers that include available scholarships, literally classroom space and laboratory space. The availability of what they call ambulatory preceptors. Um, Preceptors are the uh, residency uh, chiefs who are actually teaching the students in the clinical settings. There's been a great increase in taking care of patients in ambulatory settings rather than inpatient settings, there seems to be a lack of preceptors in this ambulatory setting that schools are quite worried about. Of course, they cite the cost of additional students, and they talk about training sites uh, being a problem. So you put that all together, the U.S. medical schools are certainly intending to increase the number of matriculating students. Currently, There are about 16,000 U.S. students in each entering class. Right now, we're anticipating within the next five to seven years that going to just under 19,000 from existing medical schools increasing their capacity. But if you look at what is required, right now the American Association of Medical Colleges and the AMA to some extent is calling for a 30% increase in the number of entering matriculating U.S. medical students. And therefore, this growth that's being looked at is about 17%, where the rest of the other 13% is going to come from is likely to be new medical schools. And new medical schools are not likely to have an impact probably into the year 2012. And even at that, we're looking at maybe 350 additional students 
in maybe five new U.S. medical schools by the year 2012. As you know, the ramp-up time to get students into the system and practicing is approximately 14 years. Looking at this shortage and expecting that we're going to need to get new medical schools online relatively quickly because the lead time to get those students practicing and out of their training is so significant. How many new medical schools are on the drawing board? Well, we know of 12 or 13 different projects that are being talked about around the country. As you might expect, uh, there are at least three that are being talked about in Florida, one down in in the southeast part of the state, one in Orlando and at Florida State. We know that there are some new projects involving the Southwest and Texas El Paso is one of them. Uh, University of Houston is talking about a new project. Uh, The University of Arizona is actually already in construction of a new MD school in Phoenix. They had one, of course, in Tucson. Virginia Tech is looking at a new possibility. There's one in Savannah, Georgia. That was a two-year school that's talking about going to four years. On Long Island, Hofstra University is talking about getting together with North Shore Hospital. There are 12 to 13 projects around the country. We are assuming that maybe five will be started by the year 2012. How big is an average medical school class? The average class is about 150 students, but there are an awful lot of schools that are less than that. There are quite a number that are maybe in the 180 range. Some, they go as high as 225. But the average is about 150, and so if you look at new medical schools getting started and expect that their original number of entering students is going to be less than what they'll be at capacity for down the road, we're only expecting somewhere around 60 or 70 new entry-level students in five new medical schools by the year 2012, which would be around 350 to 400 new students. And there's a need at 16,000 and going up by 30% of at least 1,800 new students. What are we doing to close that gap if we can't add more students to our existing medical schools and the new medical schools aren't going to be able to fill that gap in the near term? Well, there are a number of people calling for the creation of quite a number of new medical schools. We've seen the number at anywhere from 70 to 100 new medical schools being needed by the year 2030. So there's definitely a trend towards looking at new medical schools and the liaison committee for medical education, which is the group that accredits new medical schools, has come out with new somewhat streamlined guidelines for establishing a new medical school. They're very understandable, and the idea of starting a new medical school, which seems to a lot of people to be hard to get your arms around, has very specific processes and procedures, and a lot of organizations and a lot of communities are looking at the starting of a new medical school as an economic engine. For example, there's a project in Scranton, Pennsylvania, where a new medical school is being very seriously considered, and the legislature of Pennsylvania has allocated quite a a number of dollars to that project. They are thinking of it as a way to kind of kickstart the economy of an old, somewhat declining Rust Belt city with all the ancillary programs that might come around to medical school. So that tact and others, including this call for action from national governing bodies, looks like it's going to stimulate a good deal of additional new 
medical school capacity in the system, maybe not as much as needed by the year 2015, but by the year 2030, it appears that things will have balanced themselves somewhat, and maybe some of the subspecialties that are currently covered by physicians might be covered by other elements of the uh, medical care community. I want to thank Doug Laub, JD, who has been our guest discussing the potential shortage of physicians in the U.S. and the prospects for new medical schools. I'm attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that drives better treatments to patients through repurposing generic drugs and other existing therapies for new uses. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.